Good evening and welcome to Tuesday Night Live. This is the midweek Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed this evening as you are hearing this broadcast. And I pray that God's favor and blessings are resting upon you. This is Pastor Larry Crispin, and we want to share God's word with you tonight. And we hope that and pray that whatever we share will be of encouragement to you and strength to you. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, this time, this evening. Lord, we thank you for every person that is being reached by this broadcast. Lord, we ask that you pour your choicest blessings upon each of them. Allow your word to illuminate their path and their way. Lord, let it allow your word to push them in the direction of your promises and along the path of your purpose. Lord, and most of all, from this destiny moment, let none of us leave unchanged. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God bless you. We're going to the word of the Lord quickly here. We're going to Genesis, the 32nd chapter, and we're reading a from some a familiar passage of scripture. Genesis 32, and that's 24 through 28. And it says, and Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. I want to share with you tonight from uh, this particular passage and some thoughts that might be helpful to you. It's relative to our destiny and our future and really what God wants from us, what he desires from us and really what we may encounter along the way. Good question from this text is, would you still go if you knew what was coming? Would you continue along your path of purpose and destiny if you knew all of the adversity that you would have to face? Here at Jacob, he's encountering this man whom some describe as an angel and uh, purposefully as at the end of the text you saw, he said, you've striven with God. So one of God's creatures and you have prevailed. And during the course of this uh, wrestling, during the course of this struggle, the angel touches a sensitive part of Jacob around his hip socket and causes it to be out of joint. You'll find a few uh, passages after this text around verse 32 of 31 to 32 uh, that Jacob has a limp as a result of this encounter, that there is evidence, there's residue of the struggle that he's faced and he's yet suffering some of the consequences of that struggle, even though at the end, the angel says of him that he is blessed and actually changed his name to show that he had favor with men and favor with God. What I'm saying is that I wonder if you would still go if you understood the consequences of what you might have to face. Sometimes you're put out there and you go through because you have to. And sometimes that's what God desires from us. He places us out there and he's allowing our faith to be strengthened, our faith to be built through the midst of adversity. You do not need to have faith for those things that you see, but you need to have faith for those things that you do not see. And then the Bible says, and with patience, you do wait for those things which are unseen. 
What I'm saying by that is when we are out there and we have to exercise our faith in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of our storm, that's how our hope and our faith is built in God. For those who sit on the sideline, we, that, well, the world, even the world says nothing ventured, nothing gained. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you never take. The only person that has never lost is the person who's never played the game. The only person that's never experienced failure is a person who's never tried. All of those things are culminating with the idea and the concept that I'm challenging someone right now is that you're sitting on the sidelines of your own life. You're sitting along the sidelines of your own purpose and your own destiny. And as a result of not engaging, as a result of not going because you are you have anxiety about stepping out as a result of not going because you have, are not exercising even that mustard seed faith that the Bible requires to step out on purpose, to step out on your destiny, even when you don't see your way. I'm challenging you to get off the sidelines of your life and participate in the purpose that God has for you along the along the way of that purpose, along the way of that path. You're going to encounter trials. You're going to encounter storms. You're going to encounter setbacks. Yes, there are going to be days that you feel like quitting, but you never feel like quitting if you never try. The only person who's never felt like quitting quitting is the person who's never ventured anything. Yes, there are going to be days that you feel like giving up. Yes, there are going to be days that you feel like turning around. It's like the children of Israel who, when they were out in the wilderness and God had Moses leading them to the promised land. Many times they even vocalized their desire to go back into captivity, to go back into slavery because of the certainty that they had in captivity. We knew when we were going to be fed. We knew what our shelter looked like. We knew what our arrangements looked like. We did not encounter things that were unpredictable and things that were uncomfortable. But to get to that place of freedom, to get to that place of promise, they had to encounter the unpredictable. They had to encounter the uncomfortable. And yes, they had to struggle and fight for that, which God had already declared was theirs. And I'm telling you right now, don't don't be concerned about your storm and your struggle, because it is as we shared on Sunday. And I challenge you to look at that uh, stream on our YouTube channel, that your storm, that your trial, that your problem, whatever you're going through right now, it is connected to the blessing. It is connected to the purpose that God has laid out for you on Sunday. We said this and, and it, it is true and I hope that you will adopt and understand this. You can't pray for a baby without praying for a pregnancy. If you're praying for a baby, you're praying to be pregnant. And if you're praying to be pregnant, you're praying to have labor pains. You're praying to have morning sickness. You're praying to have the, the struggles and the trials that are the accoutrements of being pregnant, which lead to the destiny of having that child. You cannot have one without the other. So your pain, your labor pains, your struggles, your morning sickness, your your late nights waking up in the middle of the night and your early mornings, they're all connected to what God is trying to do in your life. And somebody right now, you're in the midst of the turmoil, the struggle, the pain, and it's like you're in the middle of this pregnancy and you've forgotten what it's all about. You've forgotten what God is trying to birth in your life. You've forgotten what God is trying to bring through you. And I came to tell somebody when God's doing something through you, when something comes through you, it hurts. When something comes through you, it hurts. 
Because the thing of God has placed in us is not something that is of us, but it's something that God is working through us. The exercise of your gift, that stirring up of the gift that's on the inside of you and you meeting out and working out the purpose that God has for you is something that's coming through you and whatever comes through you. It's going to hurt. There will be pain. There will be a struggle. The Bible says, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials that take you as though some strange thing has happened. And on Sunday, we said, if you're going to be pregnant, then you're going to be kicked. And as long as you're getting kicked, you're getting kicked. You know that the baby is still alive. And I want to remind somebody right now that the reason you're getting kicked is because your purpose is still alive. God is still birthing something in you. God is still allowing something to come through you. So you should not feel strange when you feel pain. You should feel strange when there's no struggle, when there's no pain, when there's no turmoil, when there's no adversity, when the when the devil is not trying to oppose you. But the opposition of the devil, devil, the opposition of this world, the opposition of your circumstances is evidence that God is still birthing something through you. And whatever that purpose is that's coming through you is still alive. Purpose will kick you. Purpose will wake you up at night. Purpose will weigh on your mind. Because what it's doing, it's reminding you that you don't, you don't belong to yourself. Remember, the Bible says, know ye not that you're, you're, you're not your own. You have been purchased with a price. Christ has purchased us. Christ has bought us. And those adversities are just a reminder. Your purpose kicking on the inside is a reminder that life is not about you laying up and relaxing and being at ease. That's not the purpose of life. The purpose that God has placed in you requires you to do things that may even call you out of your comfort zone. Things that call you out of captivity, but yet in the struggle. Things that call you out of comfort, like Abraham, and, take, and causes you to go to a land that you've never known, calls you from out of your kindred, calls you from out of your family. And causes you to be in an uncomfortable place so that you can discharge the purpose that God has for you. Being comfortable is overrated. Being in the, amongst the familiar is overrated. God is calling you out of the familiar. God is calling you out of the comfort into another dimension, into another level so that you can do greater things for him. We often share that the baby, when the baby is born, it goes from one dimension to another dimension where it's okay to be attached to the umbilical cord. It's okay to not breathe on its own with its lungs. But then once it comes forth, once it is birthed, it's in another dimension and that dimension requires it to use its lungs. So therefore, the doctors are sucking out the, the air passages. So the lungs that have not been used yet for their true purpose are now being cleared. The pathway is being cleared for them to use the purpose for which they were designed so that they can breathe in another on another level so that they can breathe in another dimension. And maybe somebody is struggling right now because you are trying to go back to a place where one thing was required of you. But now in your new dimension, on your new level, something that God placed in you is now finding its true purpose. And it's uncomfortable at first. You have the baby. I remember they, they used to smack the baby on the bottom. They now have uh, tools and utensils where they suck out the, the, the phlegm or, or the liquid that may be in those passages. And that's not an uncomfortable situation for the baby. And in fact, the evidence that the, everything's working right is the baby crying. Evidence that it has reached the next dimension successfully 
is that the baby starts crying. And I came to tell somebody that you may have to cry on your next level. It's okay to cry. It's okay to question God. But I'll just remind you that your weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. You may be crying where you are. You may feel the stress of where you are right now as your lungs begin to try to clear the passages and begin to breathe in a new dimension, to breathe on another level. You're trying to find your footing that you've never had before. You've gotten comfortable in that small place, but God is calling you to a larger place. And in this place, what you knew before is not important. God is giving you new knowledge. He's bringing, birthing out of you new skills, talents that you never knew you had before, things that were in you that were had laid dormant because you didn't need them on the previous level. But God is causing those things to blossom because those things were intended for the purpose of being used on the level that he's taking you to right now. And I want you to understand this, the struggle that you're facing, the struggle that you're going through. It's not for the level you're on. It's God preparing you for the next level, for God preparing you for the next place in your life. He's trying to get you to get ready for what is coming next. And I praise God every time I say the word next. I thank God for a next. And I share that with you as well. Praise God for a next. There is a next in your life. There is another day and there is another season. There is another page. There is another chapter in your life. You won't always be here. You won't. It won't always be like this. But God is preparing you through your trials and your adversity for what he's about to do next in your life. So I just want you to praise God for a moment just for next. Thank God for next. Thank God for what's coming next in my life. And even God, Lord. I'm I'm grateful for the kicking. I'm grateful for the purpose that's kicking in my life. I praise God in my infirmities because I'm understanding that God is working something greater in me than I've ever seen greater in me than I can even imagine how to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can even ask that we can think that we can imagine. God is working something through me that may cause me pain, that may cause me to cry, that may cause me to feel kicked. Hey, it may even cause me to feel alone. Elijah felt alone. He said, Lord, I've done all of this work for you. I've spoken only your word, but yet I feel alone as he sat there and contemplated his demise. But God said, I have not abandoned you. I have not left you. I am yet with you. And in your lonely moments, I want you to understand that it it feels lonely when you go to that next dimension. It feels lonely when you go to a place where you've never been. It feels lonely when God takes you along the path that you don't always already know the directions. It's easier for you to navigate a road that has already been traveled, a road that you are already familiar with. But God, again, he's calling you out of the uncomfortable. He's calling you out of the known. He's taking you to a place where you're going to have to get this. You're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to trust him. And I'm telling somebody right now that God is causing you to be in a place where you're going to have to trust him a little more than you've ever had to trust him before. 
But God is saying, if you trust me, if you trust me, I have great things available to you. I have great things that I will do for you. I have great things that can happen in your life if you simply will trust me. Yes, the road may get seem dark. Yes, the, 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 the sky may be dark and it seems like you don't know and you can't see your way. But God is saying, I have purposely put you there. I have intentionally placed you in this place so that you will trust me. God's saying, I just need you to trust me. I need you to give it over to me. I need you to let me have it. If you can give me your trust, if you can exercise your faith, there are great things that are laid out for you. There are new dimensions that you have never seen. There is a road that I have prepared. There is a path that I have made. There is purpose that I have laid out just for you. If you will simply trust me. So I asked the question in the beginning, would you go if you knew what was coming? And I come to tell you that it's worth it. It's worth it. You know how the Bible lays out and he even talks about pregnancy. He says the, the, the woman travails through the pregnancy. She struggles. She suffers pain. She suffers turmoil. She suffers uncertainty. I know even the mind of the woman is challenged by the pregnancy. It's not just the physical turmoil, but it's the emotional and the mental turmoil. Especially when you have that first child, you're like, what am I doing? Can I do this? Am I prepared? Am I ready to be a parent? And I'm, am I ready for the challenges that I'm, I'm going to face? You begin to struggle with your own mortality because you realize and get this, you're giving birth to something that's going to live longer than you. You're giving birth to something that's going to outlast you. And in a sense, in that sense, you're giving birth to something that's bigger than you are. So through all that turmoil, through all those trials, through the physical and through the emotional struggles that the woman faces, the Bible says after her travail, the woman forgets all the trials. She forgets all the struggles. She forgets all the hurt and the travail when she sees that baby in her arm, when she's able to hold that baby. It all goes away because she recognizes that it is worth it. And I came to tell somebody, no matter where you are along your path of purpose, that it is worth it, that God is doing something great for you. And the results of what he's doing will be worth it. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you. Lord, for always being faithful to us, even when we're not faithful to you. And Lord, because of your faithfulness to us, because of your intentional nature in our direction, Lord, that you have a purpose and a plan for us to bring us good and not evil. And Lord, and not and good and not evil. Lord, you want to bring us a future and a hope. And for that, Lord, we're going to exercise our faith and trust in you. Lord, we're going to trust you. Lord, I ask right now that as we are more dependent on you, as we demonstrate our trust in you, Lord, that you'll just give us some evidence. Lord, you said faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Give us some evidence. Lord, allow that purpose to kick us, to remind us that there is something greater coming out of this, that you're receiving your glory out of our lives, even while we struggle and go through. And for that, Lord, we thank you. And for that, Lord, we praise you. And for that, we give you the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that each of you were blessed by what you heard on this evening. And I pray that you take the, the word that you heard 
And don't be scared. Don't be fearful. God has not given us a fear, a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God is working something great out of this. So all you have to do, don't be fearful to go forward. You simply have to trust him. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by give a fuck. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.